today's episode is going to be about not pulling the trigger. More specifically, why are you not pulling the trigger on getting RV repairs done to your RV? As a do-it-yourselfer, you've got to get it done. But there might be reasons why you're not, and we're going to get into that in just a moment. So I want to welcome you to the show. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, your best RV podcast. The podcast is for men, women, young and old, anybody who likes to work on their RVs themselves. So if you own an RV, this podcast is for you. Even if you don't do the work yourself, it's going to help you to see the things that need to be done, how to go about getting them done, and finding a service center that's going to take care of you properly. So today's episode is number 79, and it is titled 10 Reasons Why You Are Not Pulling the Trigger. Now, don't forget to share this episode with your friends, fellow RVers, anybody that might benefit. If you ever have any questions, you can contact me using the Contact Us page on Radio Arizona RV. I do respond to the emails, and sometimes it might take a couple days. So if you have an emergency question, just give me a call. My number's online on our websites. So I have a brick-and-mortar business retail store, and I also have websites I sell products on. And all the links to our websites are found at RadioArizonaRV.com. So today we're going to talk about 10 reasons why you are not pulling the trigger. So we're going to get right into this episode. Um, this one's kind of unique. It's not going to be specifically talking about RV maintenance per se. It's not trying to get into the psyche of your mind either. That's for sure. Leave that up to the professionals. But, you know, sometimes when it comes to maintenance on our RV, I mean, heck, it could be our home. It could be anything. It could just be about anything in life. That Sometimes we just don't pull the trigger. But today we're going to talk about RVs. So there's 10 things that could be holding us back from getting stuff done to our RV. And sometimes we hold back and we don't get stuff done. And then finally it becomes a big rush to get it done. Maybe we're going on a trip and now we got to do it. And we just kind of do it haphazardly because we put it off for so long. Or maybe we go pay and overpay for something to get done. Or maybe we pay to get it done. It doesn't get right. Increase more frustrations and headaches. But when we don't pull the trigger... On getting something done as a do-it-yourselfer, sometimes it really causes problems and can cost us more money. So we need to get it done. Even if you're not going to do it yourself, get it done. Now, we're going to go through these things. There's 10 reasons, and these are some reasons that you know I've re done research on, looked at them. They kind of make sense for what we're doing as do-it-yourselfers, especially with RVs. Sometimes we get into things that are of the unknown to us. And we just kind of put it off, don't do it, and there's various reasons why. But before I get into that, um, I do want to mention one thing. There's an app called Mudflap. In the next episode, I'm going to really dig into this. It's pretty cool. The episode might not be about it. And I'm going to have a link for it on, our, on my website at RadioArizonaRV.com. In fact, I will probably put that up with this episode. So if you go look, you'll be able to check out that link. And it's something I'm going to be promoting because I really think it's a cool app and it's about getting saving money on diesel fuel and it's across the U.S. But I'll tell you what, right now it's more predominant in the Midwest, you know, the central part of the U.S. And they're working their way out to both coasts, East Coast, West Coast. But you want to check that out. Like I said, I'll put a link on RadioArizonaRV.com. I'll put it in this episode as well. 
And if you check, use the link, there's also going to be a promo code that will get you more discounts and it'll actually get me a couple of bucks to help pay for this podcast that I'm doing. But more importantly, you'll save some money and you'll get some benefit from it. So now on to the 10 reasons why you are not pulling the trigger. Number one could be fear. And you might think, what am I afraid of? It's just an RV. RVs can't kill me. Well, I mean, they could, but not technically. It's not going to pull out a gun and shoot you, right? But depending on what you're trying to do, you might have reasons for fear. Like maybe you're going to put a new rubber roof on your RV. And you're just afraid to start because, you know, once you pull that rubber off and start pulling the, the plywood off or the OSB, you know, the, the substrate of the under the rubber, well, you're committed, man. So you've got a big task there. So fear could be understandable. Maybe it's not that big. Maybe it's something smaller like replacing a water heater. You've never done it before, you know. So something that might be gigantic to one person might be really small to the next. Like a water heater, someone might say, oh, that's a piece of cake. Well, to someone else, replaced rubber roof might be a piece of cake. But to you, that's the fear you have is overcoming that obstacle. So, you know, if you're all of these things I'm going to talk about are just getting the right information. You know, it's just getting the right information and have an understanding of it and thinking about the big picture. Like if you were to take out your water heater, and you started having problems getting it back together, that's not a huge thing because it's a water heater. You know, you got a couple of water lines, propane line, some wires, some screws. If you couldn't get it back together or you just panicked, you know, once you got it out, you probably have a friend that could help you with it. You could probably call someone on, you know, a local RV store. Hey, you know, can you walk me through this a little bit? Or, you know, you could have someone come and do it. But don't worry about it. it as like the big picture. Just focus on getting it out, looking at it. Okay, this isn't so bad. Then put it back in. A rubber roof's a different thing, but it's the same principle. Once you tear into it, you're committed. And so don't panic. You probably have someone that can help you again. So don't let fear paralyze you. And that's what fear can do, especially if you're halfway through it. You know, you got halfway. Don't sweat it. Now, on a rubber roof, before you even start, maybe you're going to rethink and say, you know what, I'm just going to get it done. I'm just going to pay. I don't really want to do this. And that's fine. You know, that fear made you make a good decision. But then again, having someone else do it might not get rid of all your problems. You know, they might replace the rubber roof, but they might not do it right. And you might spend a lot of money for that. So don't panic. Just do a little more research. Get some more information. Talk to someone who can help you and walk you through it. There's plenty of people out there. In fact, I get questioned all the time. In fact, that's what this entire episode is about is people who call me up, let's say on a rubber roof, we go, you know, spend a half an hour on the phone or they come in the store, we spend time and get the list of everything they need. I look up all the part numbers, prices, you know, quote it. And then they, okay, I'll get back to you. And maybe two months later, they call back. Okay. Hey, I'm the guy that talked about that rubber roof, you know, such and such. And so I pull out my notes. Okay, yeah, I got it all right here. He goes, okay, well, I'm just about ready to do it, but you know, let me ask you a few more questions. And he does, and then I don't hear back from him for another two months. And then he's like, okay, I'm ready to pull the trigger. Let's do it now. It's like, where have you been? You know, and and it's because he's afraid. He doesn't want to get into it. Doesn't know if he can handle it. You know, got to have a place to do it. 
that's what this episode is about, and it's from real-life experiences. It's not always rubber rough. I mean, sometimes it's a water heater. Sometimes it's a water pump. I mean, sometimes they're replacing a door lock on, a, on an entrance door. Everybody has different skill sets, and so sometimes panic sets in. Don't be afraid to do it. You have plenty of help. Now, I mean, if it's super, super technical and it's just going to be over your head and you have to buy a bunch of tools, then maybe it's not the job to do. You know, like rebuilding an engine. You know, you're just not going to be able to pull out an engine and rebuild it unless you have the tools for it and the skill set. So that you'd have done. So think about the job. Can you do it? Are there other people that you can talk to that can help you with this? Now, number two could be over-analysis. In other words, over-analyzing the, the job, the, the project. You sit there and you look at it and you call people, you call the RV store, you call someone online where you're looking at the product on a website. You're asking 10,000 questions when there really is only about two questions. How do you do this and how long will it take, you know? And it's just, you're just analyzing it. You're bringing in so much data now that you're confusing yourself. You're making it much harder. You know, and it's kind of like looking at some new cars. You know, over the years, you'd pull out, open up the hood, and you look at a car, and it's just like a big old mess. You know, vacuum lines and tubes and wires and things and stuff. And, you know, back in the, you know, earlier days, um, in 1990s, you know, you'd pull off the air cleaner, and half the mess would be gone because now you can see it all. And today, it's still the same way. Sometimes you move a couple things, and now that engine isn't so bad. But if you overanalyze it, you'll start looking at all those things. Well, God, there must be 150 vacuum lines. There must be 300 wires. How am I going to do this? Don't overanalyze it. Look at it for what it is. Do you have the tools? Do you have the equipment? Do you have the time? Whatever it is, just analyze what you, what you know. The things that you can analyze that you can, that you can figure out. And sometimes it's just a matter of tools, or sometimes it's a matter of moving a couple of things out of the way, then you can see that it's not so bad. Had a guy in the store the other day, two guys, um, and we've had this conversation about their converter several times, and they're telling me that there's no converter in their RV, and it's going to be, you know, if they could ever find it, if it is there, it's going to be a nightmare to get out, and they're, they're asking me all these questions that aren't really related to it. They're just making this thing so big, so giant, they turn it into a monster from overanalyzing it. And, you know, the advice I gave was real simple. You have a converter <laughs> and you have a power center. It sounds like they had, you know, a converter someplace and a power center here. Give me the number of the power center, and I'll tell you if it has a converter built into it. Oh, well, I don't even know if we can find that. You know, what if we can't? They, see, they're just going on overanalyzing it. And it turns out it was really simple. The converter was just in a compartment they didn't look in, and they gave me the number on, okay, that's just a converter, no big deal. Four screws, two wires, and you're set. You plug it in, boom, you're done. So that took care of that, pretty simple. So don't overanalyze it. I mean, heck, I do that with stuff. I sit there and start really you know, writing it out and drawing drawings and making things like, wow, this is really getting complicated. And I go back to the original thing, okay, well, this isn't so bad now. So just look at it for what it is. And now number three, moving on here, lack of confidence. So that could affect anybody, everybody, you know, in so many things in life. You just lack confidence sometimes. You're not sure if you can do it. So that's not a bad thing. That's just reality. You know, depending on what your skill set is, you might lack confidence in a lot of things. 
you know, sometimes having a little less confidence and overconfidence is a little bit better, you know, because you're, if you're overconfident, you might just charge right in and start ripping things apart. So I don't need to worry about taking pictures. I don't need to mark these wires. The next thing you know, you've got a big old mess. You don't know how to put it back together. You know, you got it all apart, but now you don't have to put it back together. It's going to take a lot longer. That lack of confidence sometimes will make you go slower. Take it step by step, inch by inch. And you're going to spend the time to mark things, maybe take pictures, do drawings, whatever it takes. But don't let lack of confidence paralyze you as well. Don't let it hold you back to where you're just not going to do it. Oh, I can't do it. I'm just so afraid of this thing. I just, I don't know how I'll ever do it. You know, my spouse says I can't do it. You know, my friends tell me I can't do it. Is that really the case? Or is it just they don't think you have the confidence to do it? See, do they have a lack of confidence in you? Obviously, I'm not a psychiatrist here, and I'm not trying to get into all that, but lack of confidence can hold you back when it doesn't need to. Use it as a power. Use it as a strength, not as a weakness, because it just take it slower. And there's some things I've taken on in my life that sometimes I, I you know, I'm saying, man, this one's going to be a tough one. You know, I wonder if I can really get through this. So I just take it slower, get into it, figure it out, and then sometimes you get into it just a few steps, and you realize it's not nearly as bad as you thought. And then you can go just move forward, you know, and you feel good about it. And there's that's going to happen. So don't let that paralyze you. Don't let it hold you back. Lack of confidence might also tie in with number four on my list, which is doubt. You might doubt whether you can do it, you know, doubt the entire process. Doubt, does it need to be repaired? If I do this water heater, if I replace this water pump, is it going to solve my problem? So, you know, doubt could come into play. So that would be making sure that you diagnose the problem properly, be confident in your diagnosis, and remove any bits of doubt, any traces of doubt that might be there. Doubt doesn't have to be a major thing. It could be very small. Just, you know, a little voice in the back of your head saying, don't do it. I don't think you can do it. Don't do it. I don't think that's what's wrong with it. Don't do it. So that little voice can be wrong, but that little voice can help you, though, to make sure that you are diagnosing the problem properly, to make sure you have the tools to do it. See, it all comes down to you and what you have, what's at your disposal, tools, time, place to do it, you know, affordability. Is it a project you can afford? So doubt can come in a lot of different ways. But if you diagnose the problem properly, And you can see it, and it's in front of you. Let's say it's a water pump. Maybe the water pump is very hard to get to. And you feel like if you get into it, you're not going to be able to get out of it. You're not going to be able to get it finished. That's where maybe just taking a couple steps. Okay, if I, what's the hardest part of the water pump? Is it to get the screws off that hold it to the, to the floor? Or is it to get to the water line on the back side of it? Maybe that's what you tackle first. Remove the hardest part. And then that'll relieve some doubt. And then the rest of it will come much easier. I've been there a million times. Been there a million times. It's like once you get this one thing out of the way, everything will go back to or come apart great. And then you know that if that water line was what was really holding you back and that's the hardest thing about it, well, that might become very tricky to put back on later on. That might be the one thing when you go back to reinstall it. That, oh, man, this water line is really going to cause me problems. So that doubt might come in again. Well, you've got that far. Just take your time. And maybe that water line should only take one minute to put on, and it might take you 30 minutes. But once you get past that, 
then you're it's free flowing. You just do what you need to do. You put the rest of it together and voila, when it's done, it works. And you're like, hey, this is awesome, you know? You check for leaks. I mean, you really check for leaks. You don't just kind of look. You check. Make sure it's not leaking. Make sure it works properly. See, that doubt is gone. The other thing is maybe we've just got too comfortable. We just don't want to do it. You know, it's just, yeah. That drip in the faucet, it's been there for months. It's not a big deal. I'm nice and comfy here in my comfortable chair. I'm not going to get up. I don't feel like doing it. You're so comfortable that maybe you don't even want to pay to have it done. You just don't even care. So that could be a problem too, especially if you're, you know, have other people in the RV with you. It'd be the same in your home too, you know, a dripping faucet in the house. You're gonna, you want to take care of it. Sometimes we get so used to those things. We get so comfortable with it that that drip is just part of life now. You know, when the drip goes away, it's like, where's that noise at? I miss the noise. Let's get the drip back. <laughs> you know, and that sounds crazy, but we can get too comfortable with things. Something not working, it can just be a part of life. Don't let that happen. Just take care of it. And sometimes taking care of little things, especially you know, like in a house per se, a pl- you know, a faucet not working at home, you definitely got to turn off the water. There's things you got to do. And sometimes just shutting off the water to the faucet creates another problem because that valve underneath the sink hasn't been turned off in 20 years. And now that's going to start leaking. So now you got to shut off the water to the house. Then you got now you're not, you're not, you're not only fixing the faucet, you're replacing that valve. And since the water's off, you're going to do both valves. And inevitably it might turn into a little bit more, but you know what? You got it done. You got out of your comfort zone. You got, you know, said, I'm tired of this leak. It's not going to become a way of life. And you took care of it. So sometimes we just got to step out and just do it. Make sure we take care of it. And in an RV, sometimes things can cause other problems, just like a home. You know, if you just let it go, what seemed as something small can turn into something big. Maybe you just don't want to fix that leak in the roof and you know where it leaks every time it rains and you just put a little container underneath the leak and catches the water and it's out as easy. I'm not going to get up on the roof and deal with that problem. Could that be from just being too comfortable? You just comfort, you're comfortable with that situation. Well, that leak is causing damage in the roof, whether you want to admit it or not, it's causing more damage that you can't see. And eventually it'll become apparent. So with, if you didn't get out of your comfort zone, that leak is going to become a major monster down the road or has the potential to. So don't get too comfortable. Now, number six, feeling overwhelmed. You know, let's say you just bought an RV and, you know, there's some obvious things that just need to be done, like it needs tires. Okay, I'm going to get tires put on it. Need to make sure the clearance lights work so when I tow it. But then you start looking at all the other problems. Maybe you just made a bad purchase, and now you're just overwhelmed with it. You're thinking, why did I do this? You know, I was just talking to someone the other day. They made a bad purchase, and, you know, she was just in over her head. And you could tell she was overwhelmed. And I saw probably 50 things that she didn't even realize could go wrong on an RV, and I didn't say anything because it wouldn't have done any good. She was already overwhelmed with what she had. So she has to work through what she already has that she knows she has, then she can start working on other things. And, you know, it's a person who's going to be living in an RV in the wintertime in Montana. You know, you got snow, ice, 
And the RV is just not the thing to do that in, at least not at this stage. She's got a lot of work to do, and she knew it. The very bad decision or bad purchase. So that might be the case. Maybe it was a bad purchase. Or maybe one day you just went out and started checking out your RV and you realized the roof's leaking, there's roof damage. There might be some body damage because the roof was leaking down through a sidewall. And it might just seem like, oh, just too much. Well, don't get overwhelmed. You know, that again will paralyze you. You know, turn that being overwhelmed into a strength. Just you got a list. Make a list and just start checking it off. Start with the hard stuff if that's what works for you or start with the easy things. Sometimes just getting the easy things done, it gets your momentum going. Or one hard thing, you know, whatever works for you. I like to get the hard stuff done first because then, you know, then everything gets easier as you go. So I like to just tackle the hard things. But don't become overwhelmed, and that's easy to happen. I mean, we, we get overwhelmed with things all the time. I mean, life is overwhelming sometimes. But, you know, we can allow our RV to overwhelm us, and then we don't do anything, and then it just sits. So we want to avoid that. So you can see everything we're talking about here are things that, you know, can really paralyze us. And But we can turn them into strengths if we really want to do it and get it done as a do-it-yourselfer. And that's really what this is about, a do-it-yourselfer. You've taken on that task, that role. So you have to do it. And remember, there are times where you might just have to raise the um, white flag and surrender to the RV and pay to have it done. Or, you know, if it's a car, a home, whatever. And don't worry about it. No one's going to think less of you. You don't become like, you know, kicked out of the do-it-yourself club. You know, it's just one of those things that happens. It happens to everybody. Sometimes you get into it and you're just like, well, this is way beyond me. And I don't know anybody that can help me with this. And so you opt to have it done. So sometimes if you're overwhelmed with something, maybe have someone else do some of it just to relieve some of that pressure. And then again, it's, you know, we go back to our list here and these things all tie together. Number seven is, have you, you know, are you required to make decisions? Maybe it's just, you know, you're in your entire life, you know, every day, all day, you're just making decisions. And sometimes you just get tired of making decisions. It's like me. I make decisions all day, every day, running a business. You know, we got a lot going on here and it's just decision after decision. Some decisions are real easy. You know, you just say it. This is what we need to do. That's that. Other decisions, you have to think about it. Other decisions weigh on you like, man, how am I going to deal with this? You know, how am I going to deal with that? And especially if you try to do things right, take care of business properly, you know, if you're trying to take care of your RV the way you should, sometimes the decisions could just be too many because you have too much other things going on in life, too many other things. Make the decision. Don't sit on it. Just make the decision. Are you going to repair it? Yes. How are you going to do it? I'm going to do it this way. Write it down. Tackle it. You know, the other decisions maybe even about the RV or things in life, you know, just put them aside, separate them, take care of the RV. You know, the RV gets expensive when you neglect it. It becomes a real mess or it can. You know, RVs that get neglected, you know, they sit out in the yard and they just slowly rot away and they get to a point where they're worthless, you know, they're just junk. So you could have a 20, 30, 40,000, dollar RV and before you know it, right in front of your eyes, it can just become a pile of junk. So make the decisions. Take care of the RV, whatever that decision is. If you can't do it, get it done. If you can do it, take care of it. 
And another factor here, and this is number eight on my list, and I almost think it should be number one, too many opinions. This goes to the internet, solely to the internet, I think. Now, if you're in an RV park, it might be different. In fact, I'm going to hit that for a moment here. If you're working on an RV in an RV park, sometimes you get all your neighbors over. And it might be five of them, four of them, six of them. And they, you know, you're doing something and they all have an opinion on how you should be doing it. And that can really be disruptive. I remember one time um, I was living in my RV, week on, week off type thing in Arizona. And when I was there, sometimes I'd have to do things and I'd wait until like after six o'clock. This is during the summer, so it was lighter later. But after six o'clock, most of the people in this RV park, there weren't many there. They would be asleep or going to bed or, you know, having their, their nightcap. And they wouldn't bother me. But if you went out during the day, they'd come out, even when it's 110 degrees out, and they'd all have an opinion. And I've seen it from working on RVs in RV parks. That can really become a problem. So you have to really be prepared for that. And you know what? Make up your mind. If someone has something, if like if you're recoding your rubber roof and you're halfway through it and someone says, well, you should have done it this way, you know, the chances are they're probably wrong and you've already halfway through it. You know, they're not of much help at that point. So just keep doing what you're doing. But if it is something that makes sense, maybe you have to readjust. But too many opinions can really stifle you, can really throw things a wrench in the in the works. Um, and I was saying online, you know, I had someone just the other day, I think it was yesterday, told me that, you know, part of their problem is, no, in fact, it was the guy with the converter because he's looking online and he said, Every YouTube video says this is the converter that's in my RV and this is what's wrong with it. And the converter should be right here. And he goes, and I can't find my converter. It's not there. You know, and and, he, and he's not alone in that. I hear it all the time. Well, this is what the internet says. And I get questions from people. You know, I looked up my on. I'm trying to figure out what size awning fabric to get. One website says to measure this way. Another website says to measure that way. You're saying to do it this way, you know, all these opinions make it very confusing. And sometimes you just don't know what to do. What, which one do you run with? That's where you got to really have someone, a go-to expert, someone that an RV store, you know, make friends with a local RV store and a local RV store is not Amazon. They do not have customer service. Remember that Amazon does not have customer service. Had someone buy a vent lid the other day on Amazon. They called me to figure out how to install it. You know, I walked them through it, but it's, it's frustrating because they know they can't call Amazon, but they know they can call someone else. So make friends with someone that can help you make friends with someone at an RV store, try to buy some stuff locally, develop a rapport. So if you do have a problem, you need an answer, you can go to that person and test them out. Make sure their, their opinions are correct, that they're going to help you because too many opinions will distract you, confuse you and make you just give up. Like, I'm not even going to bother. I don't even know where to start with this one. You don't want to have that attitude. Find a good source. Find a one good source or two good sources. You know, you can compare them. You know, kind of like getting a second opinion. Then the other problem you might face is not enough information. And that can be a problem, too. You really don't have the information you need to proceed. You're like, okay, I, I know I can do this. At least I'm, you know, 90% sure. I just need a little more information. And sometimes that information can be very hard to find. And one thing I, I've noticed with a lot of my customers is they don't ever call 
the manufacturers of the product or the RV. They call everybody else but the manufacturer. Maybe it's a satellite dish. They have a problem with it. Maybe it's kind of a unique problem. They've called RV stores. They've called their friends. They've called, you know, the fire department, the police department, the hospital. But, yeah, it's exaggeration. But they haven't called WineGuard, who makes the satellite dish. And, I, you know, I've asked them, why have you called WineGuard? No, I haven't called WineGuard. Is there a reason why? Well, why would they be able to help me? Because they made the satellite dish. Well, okay, but how could they help me? They could answer your question. They made the satellite dish. And sometimes it's really amazing to me that people just don't even consider that as an option. So sometimes if you can't find the information, call the manufacturer of the product. And sometimes they're not going to have enough. You know, I just called a manufacturer an RV the other day trying to sort out some solar stuff on an RV. And they didn't have a clue. It was horrible. It was embarrassing. I'm not even going to say who it was. It was so bad. So then the, the manufacturer of the solar stuff, they got nothing on their website. You can't call them. It's like, okay, so this is pretty bad here. But, you know, I just kept digging and finally found what I was looking for. And at the end of the day, if I couldn't find what I was looking for, I was just going to go back to the RV and tear into it and figure it out. So sometimes the information is not there. Sometimes you might just have to dig into it. So do that. Just dig into it. And then sometimes we just might be stubborn. We just don't want to do it. It's not the time of year I want to do it. It's not, you know, it's not warm enough out. It's too cold. It's too this. It's too that. Don't be stubborn. Stubborn is the last on the list because it probably doesn't apply all that much. But, you know, all the all 10 things are reasons why we could not be pulling the trigger on getting something done in an RV. Pull the trigger. Get the job done. In regards to RV maintenance, take care of the RV, maintain it. It'll make you feel better about yourself. It'll make your family happy. The RV will be of more value if you decide to sell it that day, that month, that year. Keep that value up. Don't let things deteriorate and rot. You know, I've done things like that, whether it's an RV, a car, a house. Um, we've probably all done it. We put things off until it's like, oh man. This just turned into that. It was going to cost me 100 Now it's going to cost me 300 Or it was going to cost me 3000 Now it's going to cost me 5000 You know, whatever it might be. So I know it's kind of out of the ordinary for this for the show, you know, because we're not getting into maintenance on something specific, but these all tie into doing it yourself. These are all causes for people to not get stuff done. And you could apply this to everything in life. But specifically, you know, today we're talking about an RV. Don't put things off. Just take care of it. There's always something to do on an RV, and there's always a reason not to do it. So please take care of your RV. You'll enjoy it more, and when you go to sell it, you'll get more out of it, and it'll be easier to sell. And the person buying it won't nitpick it to death, asking you 900 questions or 9 million questions. Why wasn't this done? Why wasn't that done? How come this is broken? How come this, that doesn't work? You know, be able to give it to them and everything's going to work and they'll be happy. You'll get more money and your RV will be happy and your family will be happy. This is going to conclude episode number 79. And I want to thank everybody for listening today. So this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV. And don't forget to share and we'll see you next time.